Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Archbishop Dr. William S. Donald III. I'm thanking you for stopping by Fresh Manor Alive. Today, we're going to break bread in a different way. We're going to talk about something that goes all the way back to Genesis. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope that you remain prayerful as you break bread with the Archbishop. Welcome back to Freshman Alive. Let's break bread. In the book of Genesis, in the third chapter, God told the serpent, he cursed him, he told him that he'd, he'd uh, travel on his belly, but he also told him that he would eat the dust. Now, in the 19th verse of that same chapter, chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, God told Adam that he would, uh, he would, he would have to work and Basically, he'd earn a living by the sweat of his brow until the day he returned back to the dust because from dust he was made and from dust he shall return. There's a parallel there that God revealed to me. We often talk about how Satan is on our trail. We know the scripture said Satan comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he is coming to still kill and destroy the family of mankind. For you see, the Adamic lineage will form the dust. We were formed from dust. And the serpent was cursed to feed on dust. So therefore, the serpent feeds on us. So today... It's incumbent on each of us to know where are we living? Are we living on earth or in the earthly realm as in living and doing earthly, worldly type things? Or are we living by faith? The just shall live by faith and we walk by faith and not by sight. So the juxtaposition of the two is really, really something crucial that we as believers must be cognizant of. What am I saying? It's a setup that we're being buffeted by Satan, but it's a setup in a fixed fight that we can win. See, because those that are on the Lord's side have already won because I read the back of the book and we're on the winning side. However, if you don't feel like you're a winner, if you don't live like you're a winner, you might find yourself falling into earthly traps and doing earthly, worldly things. Yes, where the Bible tells the children of Israel that they're above and not beneath the head and not the tail. Now, we might not be all Israeli by birth, but we're grafted in to the family of Abraham. And so, since we're grafted in or adopted in the family, we can have what those heirs are having because we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. So now, where are you living? Job was a great, great book of the Bible and a great story to let us understand that 
bad things can happen to good people. That no matter who you are, as one coined a phrase in the past, into one's life, rain must fall. It rains on the just and unjust alike. But what are we doing with this rain? How are we dealing with these storms? How are we dealing with the turmoil? Well, the earthly, worldly nature tells us to snap back. The earthly, worldly nature tells us to get even. The worldly, earthly nature, the Adamic nature, tells us that we have to give as bad as we're getting or even worse. However, the godly nature that we're trying to develop tells us we need to trust God. We need to listen out for his voice through the Holy Spirit. And it's not in the big earthquake. It's not in the big wind. It's not in the big boom. It's that still, small voice. Sometimes we say, something told me. That's the Holy Spirit trying to get our attention. And we should listen. Because the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. Now, if you're living in faith, when God instructs you to do something, it's not difficult to do what thus says the Lord. And so, when we're in the will of God, we're somewhat insulated from the devices of the adversary. That is not to say that there'll be seasons where the adversary buffered us. No, we will go through different seasons of lack and different seasons of hurt and different seasons of pain because to every thing there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. But I am grateful to the Apostle Paul for writing to the Roman church in the 8th chapter and stating And we know all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are the call according to his purposes. So even our turmoil is working for our good. Even our storms are working for our good. And when we exercise faith in God, the Bible talks about us telling the mountains to move out our way and they're obeying. Yes, you can have faith in the midst of your storm, Because even though the clouds might be dark, every now and then there's a break in the clouds. When the apostle Peter seen Jesus walking on the water and he had the discourse with him, hey Jesus, if it's you, and I'm paraphrasing, if it's you, you know, bid me to come to you because I want to walk on the water too. Jesus said, come. You know what Paul did, Peter did? He went. He was successful. Now, all the disciples were in the boat and they believed Jesus. But the faith that Peter had allowed him to get out and walk on water. But that's not the end of the story because eventually the environment The conditions, the climate, the surroundings got Peter's focus and attention 
and he was no longer focusing on Jesus and he began to sink. Not unlike us. Sometimes when things are going great, it's easy for us to focus on the Lord. But when things become tumultuous, we tend not to focus on the Lord and we begin to sink. We need to be like Peter in this instance. He knew who to call on while he was sinking. He called on Jesus and he wanted to be saved. He reminds me of the King Jehoshaphat. He had a relationship with the Lord. And we know this because when he was surrounded by the enemy and he didn't know what to do, I like to believe somehow he read one of David's Psalms. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And so he called out to the Lord. And in his dialogue with the Lord, excuse me, in his discourse with the Lord, he stated that he was surrounded. And he really didn't know what to do. But he kept his eyes focused on the Lord. So when we keep our eyes focused on the Lord, by faith, God will allow us to be saved. God sent him the word that he needed in due season. God told Jehoshaphat the battle that he was about to fight, it wasn't his in the first place. And not only that, he would take care of it. Not only that, he would take care of it, but he wanted him to show up. Didn't have to fight, but he gave him instructions where to be. We know that Jehoshaphat must have had faith because he did as instructed. But Jehoshaphat took it to a different level. Yes, he had faith, but he decided to send forth the praises first. And the praises went forth. And they praised and praised with such fervor that it confused the enemy. The Bible says the enemy attacked each other, killed each other off. And Jehoshaphat and his people took three days to gather the spoils because he was living in and on and by faith. Peter was living by faith. They were walking by faith and not by sight because their circumstances seemed bleak. Just to look at it, looked as though they would be unsuccessful. Much like the picture of Calvary. We see this man in the person of Jesus, beaten, bloodied, nailed to a cross, and dies. Looks like another defeat. But what it looked like is not what it actually was. It was a great victory. It was a great victory. Because Jesus completed his earthly mission. He came to die. And he laid down his life. But we know there is another part of the story. He laid it down, but he picked it back up. Hallelujah. And because he did, we now have a right to the tree of life. So, 
I want you to focus back on that dust piece. From dust we were made, and dust we shall return. And the serpent feeds off dust. It is quite possible for the adversary to feed off you and me if we decide to keep ourselves in areas that he has control. But when we keep ourselves living a sold out life to God, living a submitted life to God, we can resist the devil and he'll flee from us. But we have to have a submitted life to God. I want to encourage you, although this pandemic is not officially over and there is still real dangers out there, although we have a war in Ukraine and there's still real danger out there, I want to encourage you today, have faith in God. In order to live a life that is pleasing before the Lord, we must have faith in him. For in the book of Hebrews, we're told that without faith, it is utterly impossible to please God. Now, if we're going to God, we must first believe that he is. The Lord is my shepherd. He is. And that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I hope today that these words find you and help you along your way. As we feast on God's word, we will always know that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Beloved, thank you for tuning in and breaking bread with the Archbishop one more time. It is my fervent prayer that something was said that would motivate you to draw closer to God and develop a relationship with him that will allow you to fellowship with him night and day. I hope and pray that you will join me in future episodes. Should you have any questions about this or any other episode, please feel free to contact me. My email address is archbishopwsd at gmail.com. That's Archbishop WSD at gmail.com. I look forward to sharing with you and I look forward to helping you reach your goals in Christ. Until we meet again, beloved, I love you with all my heart and with a big chunk of my liver. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.